Today on Bold Steps, Mark Job will teach us how to overcome fear with faith. Suddenly, when Jesus steps in and when Jesus speaks, the atmosphere goes from the atmosphere of fear to the atmosphere of faith. And they change supernaturally by the power of God because faith has invaded fear. Welcome to Bold Steps with Pastor Mark Job. Mark is president of Moody Bible Institute and senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. My name is Wayne Shepherd. You know, one of the most debilitating and widespread issues of our society is anxiety. Each year, millions of people are diagnosed with disorders related to it. But what does the Bible say about anxiety? Well, Mark, you're going to discuss this today. And as we start this new series, we're going to be exploring our feelings, starting with the hot topic of fear. Yeah, and this is such a relevant topic right now because we have been through so much as a nation. Yes. Uh, the pandemic, the economic crisis, the racial tension. There are so many people that I talk to, Wayne, that are just feeling anxiety and fear at a whole new level. And um, I believe that this message couldn't come at a better time. So I'm praying that God would speak to people's heart as how to not allow the emotion of fear to sabotage our faith. I agree. This is the time to air this series. It's brand new called Facing Your Feelings. Today's title, Fighting Fear. Here's Mark Job. In one day, you can have a whole bunch of feelings. You can go from super happy to experience sadness, to be mad at your dog, to be bored at your work, and to be surprised at your income tax return. Um, There's all kinds of emotions that we can go through, and we experience them all. And so I'm just going to have a little fun with this, if if you're okay with that. So, you know, the top emotion, that's pretty much laughter, right? That's joy and laughter. All right, so, you know, they say that your face represents your emotions. So I, I want you to indulge me for a second. Could you look at the person beside you and just give them that kind of face? Come on, a little laughter. I don't hear any laughter there. All right, all right. How about, can you t- t- turn to the person beside you and give them a sad face like this? Come on, let me see. Oh man, I see some really sad faces. You guys are great actors. What about your meanest face? The meanest face that you can pucker up there. Come on. Some of you are experts at that face, the mad face. How about the bored face? I see it every Sunday. No, just kidding. Anybody have that bored face? Yeah, I see it. And then what about your fearful or surprised face? Come on. Fearful or surprised. There you go. Hey, we go through the spectrum of emotions, and here's the thing. All of the emotions that we have are given to us by God. Emotions are not bad. Feelings are not bad. They are simply reflecting our thinking. Thank God that we're not robotic. Thank God that when something bad happens, we can get extremely sad. Thank God that we can celebrate and rejoice and be happy. Thank God that there's certain things you should be mad about in this world. And there are certain things that, well, we should be surprised about. So what I want you to understand is that none of the emotions that you experience are sinful or bad. It's that when those emotions get out of control and sabotage your life, 
then it can become detrimental. And so I'm not here to make you emotionless. I'm here to help you face your feelings and put some of your feelings in check so they're not out of control. Today, I want to talk to, to you about one of the strongest feelings that a human can experience, and it's the feeling of fear. All of us, at one time or another, experience fear. Even the bravest, most macho, I'm never afraid of anything, we all have fears. When I think of this emotion of fear, the picture that comes to my mind and I, could, I have a lot of pictures, but the picture that comes to my mind that makes me smile a little bit is years ago, I walked into our house. Now, you have to understand this about my wife. She is deathly afraid of mice, This almost like this phobia of mice. And I walked into my house uh, one day years ago, and my wife was there with... Um, with boots on, big, tall boots. She was on the table with big boots on. She had a broom in her hand. And I could tell that she'd been crying because she had like, you know, these uh, mascara marks down. And I walked in and she said, come. I said, what's, what's wrong? And she said, this is terrible, it's terrible. There's a mouse in the house. Now, how many of you know, sometimes you're supposed to be, you show empathy, but you want to laugh instead of showing empathy. And if you've been married like I have for some time, you know you better not crack a smile or you're in big trouble. So you have to act really, really concerned and not even smirk or you will be in the dog shed for a long time. So I acted extremely concerned. And she told me, she went from fear to anger and she said, I will not stay in this house with a mouse. I said, well, honey, I mean, I, I'm going to try to catch him, but take me to a hotel. I will not stay in this house. You better catch him tonight. So I did what any reasonable man would do. I said, Lord Jesus, help me catch that mouse. <laughs> I kid you not. I caught him. I, hey, hey, it was like I slew a dragon. I mean, I was her hero. Like, man, it was like I fought the monster and killed him. And I happened to be able to catch that mouse in a just kind of a weird set of circumstances. I slew the dragon, and I was her knight in shining armor. But, you know, I've tried to explain to her, hon, it's a little mouse. A mouse is afraid of you. They don't attack they're not aggressive. They're not like going after you. When they see you, they run from you. And it doesn't matter because fear is not rational. How many of you know that? Fear is a feeling. It's an emotion not based on rationality. When you get overcome with a feeling of fear, people can try to tell you that it doesn't matter, that it's not going to happen, how irrational your fear is. But because it's a feeling, you can't talk a person out of the feeling of fear. They know what they feel, and their feeling affects the reality. Many of us are deeply affected by anxiety and fear. In fact, I did a little research, and I found out 
that, well, there's a lot of phobias, you know that, a lot of people have phobias about different things, and that's sort of an irrational fear that overcomes you. But I also discovered that uh, there are literally 40 million adults in America, people over the age of 18, that suffer with anxiety disorders. 40 million. 18% of the population suffers with anxiety disorders. That means that it's been diagnosed that the fear has come upon us so deeply at a time of life that we can't seem to manage our anxiety and affects how we sleep, it affects our work, it affects our physical stress levels, and oftentimes needs to be medicated because there's a fear about our future, a fear about our health issues, a fear about life, and I've discovered that there is an increased escalating amount of fear in our country. Not sure exactly why, but it seems to me like I pray for more people, talk to more people struggling with anxiety and fear than almost any other time in life. And there's a lot of things to be concerned about. We live in a time of political upheaval. We live in a time where terrorism is across the globe, the nation. It seems like every time you turn on the news, there's something that is feeding our fear. How about it? I know some people that say, I just don't watch the news anymore because every time I watch it, it just makes me more nervous and more fearful, and it just feeds my fear. And so I want to talk to you today about fear. And I believe that fear and anxiety are close cousins to depression. That when you struggle with fear and anxiety for long enough, it takes away your joy, your energy, and it spirals you down to a season of depression. And so in order to learn about fear and really what the scripture has to say about this, I want you to turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 14. As we look at a story that as we unpack this story, you're going to discover some really powerful principles concerning fear. It's a story in which one of the most well-known apostles goes from strong faith to strong fear and back. And I'm going to begin reading in verse 22. Speaking of Jesus, it says, Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into a boat and go ahead of him to, to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. Jesus had been ministering to a large crowd. They were tired. He asked the disciples who Many of them were fishermen to get into a boat and go onto the other side, and he stayed back and dismissed the crowd. And it tells us that after he had dismissed the crowd, he went up to a mountainside by himself to pray. I love the fact that Jesus looked for time alone with the Father, even though he was Jesus. He needed this time of reconnecting with the Father, of energizing his soul, of listening to God, of praying this quiet time with God. And it says, later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land. It was being buffeted by waves because the wind was against it. Verse 25, shortly before dawn, still dark out, it's the wee hours of the morning, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. 
It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out with fear. If you're taking notes today, I want you to write this down. Here's the first observation about fear and how it affects our life. Number one, I want you to write these two words, faulty thinking. Our fear is often stirred by misinterpreting reality and fueled by faulty thinking. This is Bold Steps, and I'm your Bible teacher, Mark Job. Stay with us because we'll return to the second half of this message in just a moment. Yeah, and let's take a moment, Mark, to remind everyone listening that you can always access our daily programs and catch up on anything you might have missed here on the radio by going online to boldstepsradio.org. Or listen straight from your phone or smart device by opening your podcast app and searching for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Joe. Remember to click the subscribe button and leave a five-star review or a comment to help other listeners find out about the program. And we encourage you to do the same thing with Mark's shorter Bible teaching feature known as the Bold Steps Minute. These 60-second messages from Mark are a great way to get encouragement and biblical insight at any time of the day, no matter how busy your schedule looks. Just search for the Bold Steps Minute on your podcast app and subscribe for these helpful daily features. Or visit boldstepsminute.org. All right, right now, let's continue with Mark's message. We're going to learn more about the great fear disruptor in this message Mark called Fighting Fear. Here the disciples are, and it's Jesus, the very Savior of their life, their Messiah, the one who loves them. Yet because fear gets a grip on them, they actually misinterpret reality and think that he's a ghost. They think he's the enemy when in fact he's their friend. They've skewed reality. I think I, it was Zig Ziglar I heard say one time, Fear is an acronym for false evidence appearing real. You see, here's what happens. Most of our fear is not based in reality. Most of our fear is an emotion that gets a grip on us, and then it creates its own distorted reality. I look at this story here, and I observe a couple things. First of all, the apostles were in a boat in the middle of the night, that's being tossed by the wind and waves, so there's already an atmosphere of a little bit of fear there. Uh, Because it's the nighttime. How many of you know that fear seems to creep up at night more than any other time? And they're in the middle of a storm, strong wind, so they're sailors, they're concerned about the boat, so there's a little fear inside of them in the middle of the night, strong waves. So they're already in an atmosphere of fear, And when you're in atmosphere of fear, you interpret anything and everything that comes your way through the emotion or the lens of fear. How about it? Uh, For example, if you're at home, and it's nighttime especially, and you're watching a thriller, borderline horror flick, it's a thriller, the intensity is high, you're a little bit on the edge of your seat, and, and so you're under your blanket watching this movie, a little bit nervous about it, and then suddenly you hear a knock at the door, and what happens? You jump. Who's that? It's the pizza guy you called a half hour ago. <laughs> but because you're in the atmosphere, because you have the emotion of fear, you interpret everything around you through the emotion of fear, and suddenly what is normally just a knock at the door becomes alarm. Who's that? 
You look at your windows and the shades are up and you want to close them because I thought I saw something out there. Suddenly everything around you because it becomes interpreted by fear because you've already, already allowed an emotion of fear to set in. And your emotion of fear distorts reality. It, it makes you think there's things that are there that are not there. It makes you believe that there are things that are happening that are not really happening because you are gripped by the emotion of fear. When you allow this to become extreme, it can boil down to clinical cases like paranoid schizophrenia. I remember one woman uh, years ago who was a fairly normal woman, but she got gripped by fear. And this fear started to escalate in her life, and she came to me to talk to me, and she was extremely concerned, came almost like looking around, and she said, I'm meeting with you, but this is really serious. I'm being followed. I said, you're being followed? Yeah, I've matched license plates, and I've seen the license plates add up to a certain number. I think I'm being targeted by the FBI and the CIA, and I've seen people pass notes to people, and I've watched people in the crowd that are around me, and I saw a suspicious guy come to my apartment, and I knew it wasn't true, but in her mind, because she had allowed fear to get a grip on her, she was creating an alternative reality in which there was a big conspiracy of hundreds of people that were targeting her and chasing after her in her own mind because she was interpreting life through the lens of fear. You say, oh, pastor, that's extreme. I don't struggle with that. You may not struggle with that, but I've run into so many people that do struggle with interpreting life through the lens of fear. And it may not be paranoia, but if you allow fear to get a grip on your life, you will begin to allow a headache to turn into a tumor. How many of you know what I'm talking about here? You will allow an argument with your husband to turn into divorce court. You will allow whispers at the office to turn into a pink slip. Because when we're gripped by the emotion of fear, we begin to interpret everything in our life through the lens of fear, and it begins to take away our perspective. And that's what happened with these disciples. They interpreted Jesus as a ghost because they were already in a reference form of fear. And what I want you to know is that actually God had set them up in this storm to show them faith. But they had allowed a situation of fear to replace a situation that was meant to build their faith. Number two, I'm talking about what to learn, how to not let fear sabotage you. Not only is fear stirred by misinterpreting reality and faulty thinking, but number two, you need to understand that God is a fear disruptor. The atmosphere of fear is always disrupted by the presence of Jesus and changed by the power of his word. I love what happens next. It tells us in verse 27, while the disciples were crying out in fear in the middle of the night, crying out in fear, like, <gasps> that Jesus says to them while he's still walking on the water, he still says to them, but Jesus immediately said, take courage. 
Don't be afraid. Take courage. Don't be afraid. And Peter immediately recognized the voice of Jesus, this man that he'd walked with and been with. By the way, incidentally, can I just mention that God, the Son of God, and the power of God is not limited by our natural physical laws of gravity, that the God that created the universe can walk on the water anytime he wants to. And just, just want you to know that, that God is not subject to the natural laws that we are subject to. He is the creator of the laws. He is over the laws. He is beyond the laws. And at any time God wants to, we call it a miracle. But in God's world, it's just bending the natural laws of gravity. He can take a tumor cancer and make it disappear. Why? Because he's God. That's what he can do. God has the power and ability to do those things when he chooses to do those things. And I love this switch that happens here. And I want you to notice it. They're in an atmosphere of fear, overwhelmed by fear. And suddenly when Jesus steps in and when Jesus speaks, the atmosphere goes from the atmosphere of fear to the atmosphere of faith. Peter, who goes from, oh no, goes to, oh yeah, I want to do the supernatural as well. I love the fact that when Jesus steps into a situation and his presence steps in, that the power of God generates an atmosphere of faith in which the impossible now becomes possible. That's the way that God works. That's how God changes lives, by the way. I've been in situations where someone is desperate, where someone is on a dark road, where they see no light at the end of the tunnel, where they cannot see their life ever changing. And Jesus and the presence of God in his supernatural way steps into their life through the power of his word and the power of his presence. And they hear the word of God and they go from being overwhelmed by fear to suddenly having the power of faith dispel the clouds of fear and show them that there's a future and they change supernaturally by the power of God because faith has invaded fear. The presence of Jesus stepped in and then suddenly the atmosphere changes and Peter says, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come out to you on the water. I love his boldness. I love the fact that he asked something that is just unusual. There's no reason for him to walk on the water. He's just like, hey, that looks cool. Jesus, if it's you, I want to walk on the water too. I believe that God loves bold faith. But there's something about childlike faith. Just the, the, the simplicity of a child sometimes is the relationship that God wants us to have with our Father. You're listening to Bold Steps, a message from Mark Job reminding us that faith has invaded and overtaken our fears. This message is part of our Facing Your Feelings series, and if you'd like to hear any of the messages you may have missed, visit us online at boldstepsradio.org. Mark, it's sad but true, but standing up for our faith these days and even sharing our faith or just talking about our faith can get us into trouble with people. It can at a personal level, sometimes even... At a legal level, there was just uh, recently 
a lawsuit about being able to share your faith downtown Chicago Hmm. that fortunately was won, but people have become much more antagonistic about us sharing our faith. And oftentimes what we believe in is in stark contrast with what the culture believes in. So there is a place and a need for believers to say, I will not be ashamed, I will not be quiet, I will lovingly, graciously, but boldly stand for what I believe. Well, this is the message of Alistair Begg's book we're offering as our Bold Step gift right now. It's entitled Brave by Faith. We'd love to send it to your home when you give a financial gift to support this ministry. Ask for your copy of Brave by Faith when you call 844-615-7363. That's 844-615-7363. Or request a copy of this Bold Step gift online at boldstepsradio.org. Or a third way is you can send your gift and request the book in the mail. Simply address your letter to Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. That's 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. And if you're a regular listener of this program and you enjoy the teaching, why not become a bold partner? Your support will help cover the costs of bringing this practical Bible teaching to you day after day, week after week. And we really do rely on our partners, no question about it. So partner with us by signing up today at boldstepsradio.org. Plus, when you give a financial gift of $30 or more each month, we'll send you a link for a 50% discount off any selection in the entire Moody Publishers catalog. So you can use this as often as you like. I'm Wayne Shepard. Join us again tomorrow when we'll discover how to turn our fears and our failures into faith builders. Our message is titled Fighting Fear, and it's coming up on Friday on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.